Jono, Tommy, I'm going to give you a phrase, okay? And I want you to give me an example sentence that includes that phrase and puts it in context for what it means, okay? Jono, we're going to start with you. Time is on my side. Well, at least time is on my side, if nothing else. (laughs) Yeah, fine, great. Let's keep I'm it loose. I'm so glad John went first. I had no idea what you were talking about. Yeah, okay, I thought I I'd start I'm with that. Going, yeah. Right, Tommy, your turn. <laughs> okay. Turn back the hands of time. Turn back the hands of time and imagine you are a teenager again. Brilliant. Jono, back to you. A whale of a time. Ah, uh, when we got the inflatables out, just had a whale of a time. Was there an inflatable whale amongst oh. those? Who knows? Who knows? Lovely. Thank you, Johnny. Tommy, only time will tell. Oh, he's lost eight tasks. Can he go any further? Only time will tell. That's great. A little reference back to The Apprentice. And finally, it's one for me. And the phrase is time well spent. Got it. Investing in something of quality that will endure a lifetime can be time well spent. And so let me tell you about Marlowe Watch Company, creators of British-designed mechanical watches and sponsors of this podcast. With Marlowe, each collection of watches is influenced by a historical story of inspiring human endeavour. And not only are they pleasing to the eye, they're reassuring to hold and to wear. Visit marlowwatchcompany.com to see for yourself. And if you're looking for reassurance elsewhere, you'll find the words quality and value come up time and again in independent online reviews. Marlowe Watch Company. Time well spent. I try to draw things that make sense to me, right? So whenever you see stuff in sketches, it's things that I'm thinking about. It is sometimes fun to just overanalyze stuff for the sake of it. And that is what we're going to be doing on this podcast series. I would say that the two of you, I think, are type two junkies. Fun is fun is fun. No, that's it's just one word for it. But actually, there are different types of fun. You thought you were going to die, basically, every episode. If you got sent home, that was it. But it did make a good story and it did completely change my life. Yeah, I hated it. It was great. And actually, you know what? I'll be there next week. Skiing down a mountain is fun, right? But climbing up, that's hard. That's not fun. Or is it? Or how about that story you always tell that has everyone on the edge of their seats? The one when you were scared out of your wits? Was that fun? We think we just might have the answer. Hello and welcome to Sketchplanations, the podcast. Now, depending on how it is you've come about to be listening to this right now, that title, Sketch Relations, the podcast, may or may not make that much sense to you. So let me just break it down quickly. Firstly, you know what a podcast is, right? Well, this is one of those. And we're going to be talking about a thing called Sketch Relations. And Sketch Relations is a collection of sketches and illustrations you can find online where each sketch attempts to explain something from the world around us. Hence, Sketch Explanations, Sketch Relations. And that could be an explanation of a philosophy or a phenomena or some advice or a theory or some physical entity or system of some kind or even just ideas and musings. There's all sorts in there. All that suffice to say, really, that if you don't know what Sketchplanations is, then you're probably best off having a little look online. And you can have a mooch through all of the sketches at Sketchplanations.com or just search for Sketchplanations on Instagram or Twitter. You'll find it. Alternatively, the links to all those are in the description for this podcast. Now, a minute ago, I said that in this podcast, we're going to be talking about this thing called Sketchplanations. Who's we? Well, I'm Rob Bell, an engineer and TV presenter, and I'm joined by two of my very close friends who I've known for a long old time now, since studying engineering with them both at university. 
That's John O'Hay, creator of and brains behind Sketchplanations, and Tom Pellero, a.k.a. Inventor Tom, a.k.a. Torpedo Tommy, a.k.a. The Apprentice winner from the telly in 2011. Gents, hello. How are we doing? Good, thank you. Very good, thank you. Very good. What's been going on? Tommy, um, been up to much since winning The Apprentice 12 years ago? I'm well, thank you. I'm still working with Lord Sugar. I am still running an apprentice business, uh, and I'm very excited to be to be talking to the two of you uh, tonight, and and hopefully for many more. Who knows where this may lead? I was um, I had a little look online when uh, just just reminding myself of who oh, you that's are. That's dangerous. I mean, I know who you are. You're my mate, but um, <laughs> it, I was reminded of the fact that you, uh, of all the apprentice winners, you've had the worst run of form ever, and I think that record still sticks today. You lost eight tasks and won three, but did, still did came we, out on top. Did I lose eight? I thought I only lost seven. Eight? Yeah, no, I don't. I can't believe. According to the Radio Times, could any ever beat that record and still survive to the end? Uh, so yeah, but you did it. <laughs> anyway, good to have you on board, Tommy. Um, Johnny, hello, mate. Hello, you're right. Keeping busy. Yeah, very good, thank you. Um, so aside from sketchplanations, I, I spend my time busy running product development at, and uh, since starting sketchplanations at various startups, and so um, that's that's most of my time. But the rest of it, try and um, funnel all my knowledge and everything I learn into into sketchplanations, which we're going to talk about. And now we've started a podcast, boys. I mean, that's exciting, isn't it? It's 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 slightly funny because the point of Sketchplanations originally was all about the visuals, but actually, um, somebody sent me some feedback really early on. He said it's all about the content. It's about the ideas, um, and so actually, it, it makes a ton of sense. Let's 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 talk about these ideas. How many do you reckon you've done? Eight hundred nine. Yeah, eight hundred nine <laughs> listeners. That's how many potentially. <laughs> You might have to put up with truth. And that number is always growing. Every week. Donna puts one out one a week. We're never oh. going to catch up. Do you think we should be doing two or three a week to try and catch up? Because so, I tried to sum up as best as I could what Sketchplanations is in my intro there. I mean, essentially, go and look it up, right? And once you see it, you'll get what it is. That's, that's the essence of it. Um, I mean, how would you try and describe in a nutshell what Sketchplanations is, Jono, and then Tommy? Yeah, I mean, f- from my point of view, I'm, I've always been trying to... Ex- I put it down like explain the world in a sketch, but but sooner or later, yes, good strap line. Sooner or later, the way that I think about it is everything that I know will be out there on Sketchmanations. You know, oh, that's good. Yeah. So so gradually, I'm taking little pieces of my brain, everything that I've learned th- through the years, and I'm still learning. And people are telling me about like, oh, here's this cool thing you should know about, and, and I think, oh, that would make a cool sketch. People need to know about this, and so gradually, it's getting on there. And and you know, I read a lot of books. But it takes it takes a lot of effort to read a lot of books, and so sometimes it's just nice to have everything sort of you know summarised neatly in a sketch, which you remember and take away, and can can get the hang of and get the ideas straight up front with no effort. So that's that's what I try to do with it. Have you have you tried to explain to people what sketchplanations is, Tommy? Uh, yes, I tried to explain to someone today, and I didn't do a very good job. Um, but ultimately, Jono has this amazing talent of taking potentially a very very complicated subject occasionally relatively simple and just turning it into a like oh i get it oh that's so obvious and then having seen them develop over the last is it 
10 years, five years, yeah, eight years, ten, Johnny? 10 years now. Is it 10 years? 10 years. Like, they've just improved so much in terms of the, the quality and the uh, ambition on them as well. Uh, and ev- also, every time I see them, I think, that probably took hours. And my <laughs> gosh, his wife, Maria, is just a saint. And so, so in this podcast series, we're going to select a different sketch from the archive each episode, that extensive archive, and we're going to explore it a little deeper. All right, I mean, it, it kind of struck me that it does feel like we're massacring all the very hard work that you've done, Jono, in painstakingly distilling something down to a simple sketch, and here we are exploding it all back out again. Yeah, but I think it's about the, it's about the medium, right? And it's about the format and how you can get the message across, how you can absorb these ideas. So podcasts are a brilliant way to introduce ideas. I mean, I listen to podcasts all the time, and sometimes they're just, just the right way to, to learn something small, short and sweet, which can affect your life and you can start to apply it. And sometimes a sketch is the way to do it. So no, so I think it's brilliant. I'm yeah, really happy to be talking about it. it. It's true. And, and I have been affected by so many of them, which is why I was so keen to start this podcast. And John, it's brilliant that you're here because, you know, you create these things and 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 tommy i mean you're a curious man and in that i mean that you you're interested in the world around you as well Thank as you. you know the obvious sense um the other sense i'm a curious man. but i know that you you also love to look at the world around you as well and try and analyze it and just take bits out and try and uh i guess kind of package things nicely yeah i love making things uh, making solutions, making products, making fun, uh, making making a difference. Um, there's a lot of. I think potentially, actually, I'd be really interested to know what our favourite podcasts are. Can I can I just roll back a sec? What was that little? Was that a prepared yeah. strapline you had, Tommy? It was amazing. I love making things. What, what was it? What did you finish with? I like. Oh, you've got me now. We could record it and play it back. I love. I love making things. Making products. Making things. Making products. Making a difference. Uh, and making yeah. a difference. Have you rehearsed that making before? Because that was pretty good. I'm doing a little bit of work at the moment about like what is my core values and stuff, <laughs> and, and and thinking about these things. And I realised that actually. It started with my core values is just having fun. And I was like, yes, I do love having fun. But actually, I'm more probably about making things. I do love to try and make a difference. I think, you know, I I doubt anyone will will listen to what I'm saying on these sketchplanations and learn anything. But I can hope that that might. You never know. I'll make a difference to them. You never know. You never know. I mean, it is is sometimes fun to just overanalyze stuff for the sake of it. And that is pretty much exactly what we're going to be doing on this podcast series. So I'm going to suggest we crack on and get on with the episode one. Please, let's do it. This episode, we're going to be looking at the concept of something called the fun scale, and that, as described in the sketchplanation, not all outdoor fun is created equal. Now, if you've not already had a look at it, the artwork or the picture for this episode on your screen, on your device, should be... The Fun Scale, the sketchplanation of The Fun Scale. Alternatively, you can find it online or on social media through the links in the description for the episode. Right, The Fun Scale. Jono, you did it. What's all this about? <laughs> yeah, I did it. The, uh, the Fun Scale. The Fun Scale is good. I really like it. As soon as I learned about it, um, which I learned about from my brother, who just been hiking up a volcano, and he learned about it from his guide on the volcano and it really makes sense in this context when you hear about it so the fun scale so you know i always thought the fun is fun is fun is fun you know that's it's just one word for it but actually there are different types of fun and i think it does make a lot of sense so um essentially the three types is what it says in the fun scale so type one 
fun are things that are both fun to do when you're doing them and also fun to remember when you look back on them. Lovely. Type one. Yeah. So that might be things like eating ice cream or going skiing, having a lovely day out in the sunshine. Um, and then you've got type type two fun. And type two fun is a little bit different where actually, instead of it being fun to do, actually it might hurt a bit to do, but it is fun in retrospect when you think back to it. It's fun to remember. So a classic thing that might be type two fun would be running a marathon or maybe climbing a mountain. So not taking the ski lift up, but climbing the mountain up. So type two fun hurts a bit to do, but it's very fun in retrospect. And then you have type three fun which is the opposite of both of those. So it's actually not that fun in the moment. And it's not that fun when you think back to it and you put it, you run it back through in your memory bank. But, and this is the thing about Tide 3 fun, it does make a great story. So that, that's essentially the fun scale. So you've got for type one, things that are fun to do when you're doing them and when they're fun to remember all the way to type three, which are not fun when you're doing them and actually not fun when you remember them. But they do make a great story. Tommy, yes. do you agree? Is this a phenomenon that, uh, that you've experienced? Oh, yeah. Do you think oh, you'd yes. be able to um, categorise your fun into those those three? Yes, and a huge amount of my one, two, three I've had with the, the two of you. And I've got to say, John, was this, you mentioned your brother, but was there someone in particular you were thinking about when you were doing Do you think about people when you're doing these sketches? Well, I mean, I, you know, as much as possible, I'm, I, try, I, I try to make... I try to draw things that make sense to me, right? So there's definitely a bit of whenever you see stuff in sketches, it's things that I'm thinking about. Um, and I think back to my experiences mm. as to as to whether it makes sense. But yeah, like like you say, I've shared a fair few of these kinds of experiences um, with both of you chaps, in fact. Well, okay, well, let's, let's, let's look at that. Type one. Type, type one experiences you've had, boys. Go on. So much of skiing is this type one. Uh, water skiing, I oh, had an amazing um, half term last November, water skiing in Greece. And it was just, you know, when you're mono skiing and you're right out and had that bit at the end where there's the pontoon you've got to get back to. And I managed to go really, really wide and hold and hold and hold and hold and then let go. And then all, and then basically got to the pontoon. And the people on the pontoon were like, ah! trying to get away with my bow wave um that yeah stunning type ones you're so middle class aren't you tommy <laughs> skiing and water skiing i mean we all are let's face it I mean, we love that <laughs> it's just what the world needs three more middle class men no know? no but i but i was thinking about this as well i was thinking about like water skiing weightboarding as well weightboarding i've got a slightly you know cooler younger edge on it um and <laughs> yeah. it is but it is fun right until until you wipe out and water at speed is like concrete and I was thinking about, I was thinking about the lot. Well, one of the times when I I took a hard old hit on the weightboard. I mean, it's it's like being punched in the face. I was dizzy and had a headache for days. I mean, it, it almost went into type three for me. That one. <laughs> like type one, type one, type one, bam, type three. <laughs> it was amazing at the time, but oh, I mean, bang in an instant, it's all change. Yeah, could de- could definitely see that. I, my my type one would probably be. Um, Funnily enough, playing the piano and then I don't know something like snorkeling, where yeah. snorkeling is just it's just glorious that's to think nice. about it and to do it, you know, uh, isn't it? It's just nice. Oh, that's good because I because I like I like the addition of a bit of hardship in there to distinguish yeah. between one and two quite clearly. And for me, I was thinking about exercising, you know, so cycling, running, swimming, hiking, 
all that kind of stuff. When it's just casual and I'm out with someone, we're having a chat, you know, that's that's very much type one. That's lovely. As soon as it's um, a race or I'm training hard for something, um, that can be, that that then steps into type two, where you know you're, it actually hurts, but it feels quite good afterwards. I would say that the two of you, I think, are type two junkies. Because a lot of like the 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 marathons you run, the you know the, yeah. the run, the the swim runs. Swim run. How far are those swim runs you've been recently doing? My, <laughs> too far. Type two junkies, I think both of you. I do, I do think because, and I put it in the sketch that I think type two is is the most fulfilling in the long run. The ones where you you know it's the ones where you build a bit of character along the way. Mm. Yeah, in 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 some ways, yeah, junkie is not how I describe it, but it, I, I do keep signing up for them. So maybe maybe that means you, I am. Yeah. You do. Yeah. You're addicted to yeah. it. Um, so I've got an, an indifferent uh, view on uh, type two about watching England play any sport. Oh, this is good. Yeah, go on, go mm. on to me. Like World Cup, World Cup cricket, especially that fifty over World Cup cricket. Where we should never have won, and you just you're just dying because you're like I don't want to. I have it a lot with watching England play cricket, and the fact that whenever I actually watch them live, we do seem to do worse. I, my dad has the same view, so you like I really want to watch it, but I know that if I turn it off, we'll probably get some wickets, <laughs> and it's just hard. But you really, really want to watch it. It's a really important game. So that 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 fifty over final when Stokes got all those right, you know, when he got those runs and it hit the back of his bat. Mm. Like you imagine it being there for that. It just must have been so horrible, but obviously amazing. Yeah, so tough at the time. I did think about watching watching sport as potentially type two fun. I, having been a been a football fan all my life through through ups and downs and a lot of downs and you're like there's you know there's a lot of pain in watching sports so you voluntarily you voluntarily put yourself through and yet at the end of it maybe maybe it's it is one of those sort of things that builds you up in the long run i'm not sure i mean i I was thinking about i like building stuff um uh you know making stuff making a difference (laughs) you know um and but sometimes it is a physical effort and you're like oh you're cursing it you're absolutely cursing it but then when you can stand back and go Oh yeah, no, that was quite good actually. I did, I did quite enjoy yeah. that challenge. But um, one one of the big differences for me was often whether yeah. um, I was doing something on my own or doing it with somebody else. If I'm going for a run with somebody else, um, that's much more type one fun for me than it would be type two. I don't get much type one fun from going for a run on my own ever, really. Okay, so normally when you're running on your own, you're pushing yourself much harder. Yeah, it's just not very fun. I don't really enjoy it. <laughs> I'm just trying to think, like almost all outdoor stuff I do with people. I just very rarely do it by myself. But I have, I have yeah. definitely done a lot of things which I'd class as type two fun. Where if you had the energy to keep talking, it would be like that type one fun where you go for a jog. But you've run out of that energy. You've run out of that, that those reserves of patience and endurance that. You're just you're just grinding it out after a while, and all the chat stops, you know, and you're just one step after the other. Um, so yeah, I can definitely I can definitely relate to the type one fun. If you go go for a run with somebody, lovely, um, and you're chatting all the way, but you know you do that for twenty miles, and then it's suddenly a different type of thing, isn't it? Let's do that next time we go for a longer run. We'll just label each bit. Uh, I think we've gone into type two here, now, mate. Yeah, I think you're right. And then towards the end, hey, up. Type one's back. I thought you were going to say type three. I'm calling the ambulance. <laughs> well, so we've done a lot of ones and twos here. Uh, 
Yeah. But um, yeah, type three, the sources of good stories. Yeah. Things that are not fun to do when you're there and not not fun even when you think back on them, really. And come on, we've all got type three stories. Mine were mostly mountain related, actually. Mountains are a big source of that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're big, dangerous places. You get, into, get into sticky situations. Yeah. <laughs> no, you got... All rivers that go through mountains. Well, that's what I was thinking. You, like the yeah. Yukon River. That, that was probably my main uh type three stuck in the yukon for a few days because the vehicle i was traveling in broke down it's going to take a week to fix it got bored i was with some friends so we hired a, a canoe uh no a kayak and um went paddling down the yukon river that two weeks prior had been like thick ice that trucks were driving across and um because we we're bored and we've been going for ages, we decided to take on some rapids, which none of us were qualified or prepared or experienced with. And we went down and we lost our we lost our vessel. We lost the kayak. It's up in Russia probably now. And um, we were dumped out into freezing cold water through rapids and then had an 11-hour hike back home through the wilderness where you didn't see or hear anybody. You didn't even see signs of um, civilization. just massive wild cat prints in in the mud and in the sand but we made it back and it made for a great story but yeah it was tough at the time although you know it was i don't know how can you think you can't remember now it was so long ago but um it was quite fun it was, Al- it was alaska wasn't it it's was up in the yukon it's up in the because i was both i was sort of supposed to be with you because i joined you about two you weeks did. later didn't i and i remember hearing about it going if I'd been there, I, I would have died. I don't think I would have been able to get out of that water or survive that cold. It's like, thank God I wasn't actually there on that particular story because that, that was hardcore. You guys were in the full, full on in the paper and everything, weren't you? Yeah. Well, you know, it made a good story. <laughs> <laughs> you made a good story. <laughs> I mean, I, I put, uh, yeah. I put, I mean, that is, <laughs> that is the next one. It, I, I it put, did make um, a good story. In this sketch, I put a picture of a, a bear with some backpackers because that, that's one of the things that yes. comes to mind there where you're... And I think that is the sort of one of the elements of Type 3 where you're like, yeah, there has to be this moment where you don't quite know how it's going to work out or if you're actually in real trouble, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I remember a campsite yeah. in California where we went to and it was, it turns out, the campground we went to was known as Bear Central, um, which I didn't realise when we booked it. Um, and so as, you, as you're as you sort of, you know, as we were having dinner and brushing our teeth, you just hear like all these pots and pans banging from around the campground. And you're like, oh, that's a bit funny. What are they doing? And then you realise that they're doing it because the bears just walked up to their their camp and then all the pots and pans, the banging starts getting nearer and nearer. Um, at one point, I mean, we were brushing our teeth and like, three or four bears I'm walking up and we did exactly what you're not supposed to do which is we got in the car shut the door <laughs> then we locked it which is obviously makes no no sense at all um, but you're supposed to you're supposed to what did the uh, ranger told us treat them like your neighbour's dog and uh, you know give them a shout look big and send them away but I just remember going I think we should get in the car right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, think we yeah, should I know get you said you don't do that yeah right. hold the horn that. there you go that's it why do you not get in a car if there's yeah, a bear? A good question. I mean, I think it's all about the behaviour, uh, like training the bears. Like you're supposed, to, you're supposed to make it. Treat them like your neighbour's dog. Like they shouldn't be there. Send them away. Um, I remember a similar thing in uh, South Africa with baboons, which, on the whole, like at first glance, seem like pretty cool creatures. But when there's a baboon which is bigger than you, much more agile and faster than you, coming up to your camp and trying to take your stuff, you. 
might decide to get in the car as well. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you can have yeah. my pot noodle, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the windscreen wiper, whatever you like. Just leave us, not the face. Not the face. No, but John, yeah. you're, you're an, you are an incredibly talented uh, man, as Tommy said. And, and your sketches, I, I'm sure we'll come on to these and many more. But I, I love the the way you've drawn the two guys, the two hikers in the Type 3 fun sketch with the bear. They're, you can tell they're both going, hmm. they, they, don't, they don't even have faces. They don't even have but faces. You just, just to the way that you've drawn them and the, um, the, the, the stance that they've got, you can tell that it's not a good time for them. It's very good. It's very subtle. It looks like, it looks like a story in the making. Yeah, that's the idea. Well, I, was, I was probably thinking back to that <laughs> time really where I was, I was like, they'd really like to get in a car right now. I remember a time when, um, again, we were walking in the Northwest, <laughs> Pacific Northwest in the US in Olympic National Park and we're walking down this trail and it was in the afternoon starting to get dark and we met a hiker and they said, oh, there's a mountain lion on the trail up ahead a few miles up. And we're like, oh, that's awesome. Never seen a mountain lion. I'd love to see a mountain lion. And then as we walked on and realised we didn't see anybody else walking outwards anymore, like, oh, there's a mountain lion up ahead. <laughs> maybe we don't want to see a mountain lion. Yeah. And maybe that was a type three fun as well. <laughs> I, really I do really want to see a mountain lion. And what would happen if I did see a mountain lion? But I'm actually really scared now about seeing a mountain lion. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy, type three fun? Stories, experiences? The Apprentice. Every oh, single episode yeah. of that. A horrific experience of uh, the boardrooms especially oh the boardrooms were so bad they were so difficult they were so serious so like you thought you were go- you thought you were going to die basically every episode if you got sent home that was it that was your life that was your career that was everything oh, man. gone and so you're just on absolute edge and the people you're around you know you don't have any friends in that room uh, you got no one you can banter with, you know, it's just really sad. And you're all in a suit, you're in a suit the whole time. So you're really kind of done up. Uh, I've taught you, you know, the story how there were, they filmed two endings, mm. don't you? So I, I first was told that Helen had won. And so you're there and then your whole just world collapses because they're like, and then he just looks at me and starts laughing and says, oh, well, you know, your face is a picture and then says oh you know we've got to refilm it and he's like cheers mate oh, you, you absolutely this is like my whole life and you've just but it did make a good story and it did completely change my life for uh for the better and uh but even even now hearing the music of it is horrific <laughs> <laughs> yeah still yeah fair play mate that was quite a long-lasting Type 3, yeah. inverted commas, fun experience. That, that was, was weeks. Yeah, eight weeks, seven, eight weeks. That was that was brutal. That, oh, was, that was brutal. There were little bits of fun in amongst it. There were little bits of satisfaction in it. But um, That's Type 3 scar for life. Yeah, it takes... I, to, I really struggle to watch them still. I know it's on at the moment, but I really struggle to watch it because it's just... Oh, it's too, 10, 12 years on still. Very tricky. Um... I think, I mean, we can all relate, it sounds like, to the type one, two and three scale of fun. Um, do you think most people would probably be able to, to relate to that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I immediately wonder if there's a type four. I'm trying to work out what the type four is. Is that death or something? <laughs> there's no story. You don't enjoy it. It's not, it's not a good story. <laughs> Where's Tom? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, I was thinking more about, along the lines of um, what you were saying earlier, Tommy, about um, spectating sport. So it is an experience for you, but it's almost a second-hand yeah. experience of what's happening. So it's not something you're necessarily doing. 
And I thought about what about other people's type three stories, but you're witnessing them. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about Nosey falling down a crevasse and disappearing yeah. again off of a mountain. Yeah. Not fun at all for him. Quite funny. I'm also thinking of Knowles doing a full-on backflip. Yeah, and breaking his back. And landing on his head, basically. You were, you were also there. Yeah, I was. That. And... You, you, I think, found it incredibly amusing, if I'm not mistaken. You have to, look, if you'd been there. <laughs> it was funny to watch, but the, the consequences of it weren't funny. But then he was all right, and so then it is quite funny. I wonder how he would describe that. No, it's definitely a type three for him. It's definitely a type three. Um, there's nothing fun about it in at all, but it's a great story. But I was watching it, so what was that like for me? Is that maybe a type four? I don't know. <laughs> I think the incredible thing about the human condition is our ability to kind of think we are that person doing that thing. So I think when we're watching sport, we think we are the striker. Mm. We think we are the batsman, the, the the bowler. Like we as humans just have this incredible ability to, to imagine we are that. When I think, when I think of the three types and, and how it, how how it's gone when I've related it to people, when people have come across it. I think normally when you think of fun, you just think of the type one. And I think the real the mm. twist in it is the, and the most interesting one is the type two, where you're like, you know what? I get a lot out of type two fun, even though I don't think it's fun. And it's, and it's massive, right? You think of all the, um, yeah, uh, you know, like all the obstacle courses, the tough mudders and stuff like yeah. that, where, yeah, people are people are working really hard, and like this is terrible. And then they come back, and you look at their faces at the end, and it's like so happy. It's and they're full of joy, and it's amazing. And you come back, and you're like, what an experience that was. And and to and Good point. to say that that is fun, even when you ask if you were to ask them at the time when they're covered in mud and they're cold mm. and whatever and tired, they would say no, it's not fun. But actually, maybe it was kind of fun. I think cold, cold water swimming is another one, which is kind of crazy like it's one of these ones to look at it's sort of baffling you're yeah. like why would you do that yeah mm. marathons even park run for a lot of people as well you know yeah. so many people doing all these things but you know there's enough in it to go yeah that was great i hated it but it was great i'll do it again <laughs> yeah yeah i hated it but it was great and actually you know what i'll be there next week yeah and so i think that that's really <laughs> the thing where you're like ah type two fun that's yeah it's kind of interesting I don't know if you've ever um, read any Calvin and Hobbes, but the the one that always comes to mind to me is Calvin and Hobbes' dad. And it's such an interesting contrast in Calvin. It's such a great cartoon with this Calvin, the six-year-old, and his dad. And his dad, he's like, ah, up at 6am, 10-mile bike in the freezing snow, and then a bowl of plain oatmeal. What a day. (laughs) And and Calvin, as a six-year-old, can't understand it at all. And he's always like, Calvin, go do something you hate. Being miserable builds character. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? There's, there's something, there's something in that. And I think there's, there's something in that in the type two fun. So that always comes to mind when I think of the fun scale as Calvin's dad. Do you think as we age, we get, we go through like all kids do is type one and they don't really get type two. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. I think you hit the nail on the head earlier, Tommy. I think I probably am a bit of a type two pervert. I love it. <laughs> I prefer that to junkie. That's good. Junkie, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> type two pervert. I do, I thrive <laughs> off it. <laughs> you, I don't know you, why, but I do. 
You really love it. And I think I think you're right. No, you mean that. Maybe yeah, it, with age. It takes a bit. It's a bit like a midlife crisis. You suddenly start embracing the type two. <laughs> but keeping hold of those type threes as well. You know, they, any type, anything that, that kind of reaches the heights of type three is lodged in there forever. And you will tell that story over and over again. And it probably gets better and better every time you tell it. <laughs> and, and you feel like you enjoy it more the more you tell it, I think. I think we convince ourselves yeah. that actually we really enjoyed it. We really didn't enjoy it. But we've, oh, we really enjoyed it. I think probably to conclude, I reckon the fun scale is definitely a thing. And I think we're, we're pretty confident that most people can relate to it in some shape or form. Please feel free to leave comments about your experiences of the fun scale on the social media posts on Instagram or Twitter for this particular sketchplanation. And again, the links to this sketch are in the podcast episode description down below. And um, we'll all very much enjoy reading those later on. Otherwise, I think we'll leave it there for now. I think that's it. The fun scale done. Nice one. Thank you, chaps. Well, thank you all very much for listening. Um, If you've got right through to the end, well done. Um, We know you have a choice of podcast and we're delighted you've chosen to put your ears into ours. Obviously, please feel free to like and subscribe to the rest of the series. Um, Otherwise, we'll be back next week with another topic, another one of Jono's fantastic sketch explanations to do chat all over. Until then... Goodbye, stay well. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thank you. Goodbye. All music on this podcast is sourced from the very talented Frank Cinelli, You can find loads more tracks at frankchinelli.com.